Welcome to the Metropolitan UMC Podcast. We are located at 3385 Metropolitan Church Road in Indian Head, Maryland. Our pastor is the Reverend Daryl K. Mason Sr. And now, today's podcast. Shall continually be in my mouth. My soul will make its boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. And this is my favorite part. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Is there anybody here that came to lift up the name of the Lord on today? I'm excited to be in this place today. My cousins have been trying to get me here for years. So if you didn't know that uh, Michelle is my cousin, so that makes Daryl my cousin too. So I'm excited to be with, to fellowship with you and to be with my cousins. And I brought some people with me. Is that okay? Can I introduce them for you for a second? I have my grandmother who is the person that rides with me all the time. She is my biggest cheerleader. Um, I don't know what I would do without my grandmother. Grandmothers are amazing people. Any grandmothers in the house? Let me tell you something. You're amazing people. I have an amazing grandmother. And with me also is my Aunt Beth, my Uncle Keith, who came all the way from North Carolina, my Aunt Ida, and my Aunt Carmen. So I am so glad that they were traveled with me today. And so thank God for traveling mercies. Now, my cousins, I told them I couldn't sing that great, but this song was on my heart this morning, so I hope that that we can do this together. I love you, Lord, and I lift my voice to worship you, oh, my soul, rejoice, take joy, my King. and sing that with us one more time. I love you, Lord. Is there anybody in here that really loves the Lord? And I Oh. 
speak to you from Matthew chapter 25 and I'll start at verses 33 verse 34 and I'll go to verse 40 and it reads this way from the new revised standard version then the king will say to those at his right hand come you who are blessed by my father inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world for I was hungry and you gave me food I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. I was naked and you gave me clothing. I was sick and you took care of me. I was in prison and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him. Lord, when was it we saw you hungry and gave you food or thirsty and gave you something to drink? And when was it that we saw you a stranger and welcomed you? Or naked and gave you clothing? And when was it that we saw you sick or in prison and we visited you? And the king will answer them. Truly I tell you, just as you did it to the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did it to me. For as much as you did it to the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you've done it to me. And today I want to speak to you from reach out and touch someone. Reach out and touch someone. Let us look to the Lord. My God and my Father, I just thank you for this opportunity to just come before your throne today, God. Lord, I just pray that you will envelop me so that they can see all of thee and none of me, God. Use your power, use your glory to speak these words. Lord, I just pray that I can just be all that you have desired for me to be. But I pray that the words that go forth that will not return unto you void, but will accomplish the task that it was sent to do. And when it reaches its destination, it will prosper. God, I thank you for the word today. It's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. Amen. So, and so we're going to talk about uh, reach out and touch someone. So, and and I'm sorry if I move around a little bit and, and lose the mic, but I, I'm, I'm a mover and a, sh- and a shaker a little bit. The, in 1970, Diana Ross released her debut solo album, and it, it was entitled "Touch Somebody's Hand." And this song, according to Miss Ross, was an expression of her social conscience. And it was a little bit different than the songs that she had sang with her group. But the words went like this. Reach out and touch somebody's hand. Make this world a better place if you can. Reach out and touch somebody's hand. Make this world a better place 
if you can. Take a little time out of your busy day to give encouragement to someone who's lost the way. Or would I be talking to a stone if I asked you to share a problem that's not your own? We can change things. We can change things. We can change things if we start giving. See, these words were meant to uplift. They were meant to take the focus off of ourselves and put them on someone else. These words were meant to let someone know that they were not alone, but that whatever they may be going through, there was someone around that could reach out and touch them. And how relevant are these words still today? We are going through so many things in this world today that sometimes we go through and we just need somebody to reach out and touch us. And even if you know that that, that, that this world is, is crazy and going through some things, then sometimes when you see your brother and your sister going through, you need to reach out and touch them. See, what we need to know and understand is that when we reach out to someone else, we are being representatives of Jesus Christ. And not only representatives of Jesus Christ, but when we serve them, we serve him. Oh, that's what the word tells me. That's what the word tells me. See, the definition of reach is to stretch out your hand. Watch this. In a specified direction. In a specified direction in order to touch or to grasp. That means that you have purpose in what you're giving and purpose in what you're getting. That means that reaching out is intentional and purposeful. When we reach out, it requires that we extend ourselves in order to get to something else. We have to extend beyond ourselves. So reaching out means letting go of selfish ambition. Reaching out means putting aside your own desires in order to help someone else. When we reach out to others, it should not be out of vain obligation, but out of intentional support. Ladies on today, I want to let you know, and gentlemen too, that reaching out means moving beyond the pettiness. Reaching out means moving beyond the gossip. Reaching out means moving beyond being nitpicky. Reaching out means moving beyond having an attitude. Reaching out means that helping that person that just fussed at you. Reaching out means talking to the hurt soul, not talking about them. Reaching out means giving when we would rather buy something for ourselves. Oh, that's only me, but that's all right. Reaching out means giving when we would rather buy something for ourselves. We have to learn to reach beyond ourselves in order to include the interests of others. Now, the Gospel of Matthew is the only book that records these words, and that may be due to the fact that the author of, the, of this gospel tends to present things in examples or stories. See, one of the things the author emphasizes throughout the gospel is, his, is the teachings of Jesus Christ. Jesus teaches not only on moral behaviors and trust in God, but also on missions and persecution and on faithfulness. Jesus also teaches on the life of the church, forgiveness and discipline. Oh, somebody needs to read Matthew. And let's not forget the parables in which Jesus uh, unmasked the mysteries of heaven. But here in chapter 25, we see Jesus teaching, te- Jesus' teaching about the end time and the final judgment. In Matthew chapter 25, we are encountering Jesus who is talking to his disciples. 
And in this, he uses a compare. If you read the entire verse, um, the verses go back up to verse 30. He uses comparison of sheep and goats to make a point about righteousness. And Jesus does this in order to emphasize life's lessons in a way that people can understand. Sometimes you need to have an example. Sometimes you need to have an example to see how to really get it done. So then we get the verse about thirst, verse 31 and Jesus explaining the, just, the judgment of the nations. And he tells them that the sheep will be separated from the goats. Or in other words, the righteous from the unrighteous. So the followers from those that go astray. Jesus tells them not just to do things to make themselves look good, but what they do for others is what makes them righteous. I'll say that again. We're not only supposed to do things that make ourselves look good, but what you do for others is what makes you righteous. What you do for others makes you in alignment with Jesus Christ. Our reach is a gesture of hospitality that must extend beyond the people that we like. It has to extend beyond the people that we only like. Oh, it's easy to help someone that got your back. Oh, it's easy to be nice to the people that are nice to us. Oh, it's easy to reach out to the people who reach back out to us. But what about the people that don't do those things? What about the people that don't look like us? What about the people that don't think like us? What about the people that don't smell like us? Are we really really to reach beyond ourselves to reach out and help someone that doesn't think like us, that doesn't believe in the, the same political way we believe? We have to learn that Need does not have a type. We are to reach out and meet the need of everybody. All are our brothers and sisters. We need to learn how to reach out. Even if the people are rude to us, we got to learn to reach out to them. Oh, my gosh, because the Bible says if we see the need to be fulfilled, then us who are believers need to fulfill it. Oh, I didn't make that up. That's what the Bible says. Because one day, guess what? We could find ourselves in a place of need. See, it's interesting to me that Jesus uses the sheep and the goat as classifications of righteousness and unrighteousness. Now, sheep, they're meek animals. They are usually quiet and gentle. And in a herd, all the sheep tend to listen to their leaders and show esteem. In other words, they follow directions. But on the flip side, goats are a little bit more aggressive. And when they're in a pack or in a herd, they're not trying to listen because they're trying to dominate. So basically what they're saying is one of them are in control and the other one is out of control. So goats are more aggressive. They want to dominate. In other words, goats do what they want to do. They're not there to help. They're there to be in control. They're there to be in charge. They're there to have the title. They're there to say, look at me. But the sheep are the ones who are the righteous ones. Is there anybody in here that would rather be a sheep than a goat? Is there anybody here who has transitioned from being a goat to being a sheep? And you can say that, thanks be to God that I'm no longer trying to be in control anymore. I was in some situations when I had that goat mentality. But thanks be to God, now that I'm a father. Follower of Jesus Christ. Oh, somebody knows that things got a lot more better when you. Oh, I said more better. Things got a lot better when you said because that's just how good God is. He's more better. He's better than good. 
the category to which you will be associated, watch this, is directly related to how you treat your brothers and sisters. It's directly related. Someone is waiting for your witness. Someone is waiting to see what you can do. And it's not about what you say. It's about how you treat them. So what, so what separates the sheep from the goats? According to Matthew, it's in our reach. So when we reach out, it places us in a position of honor. Verse 34 says that the king, who is Jesus himself, will say to those on his right hand, Come, you who are blessed by the Father, inherit the kingdom. Not only will we be blessed by our reach, but we have access to the inheritance. That's good news. That means that what my father has belongs to me. Oh, that's good news. We have access to the inheritance. As heirs to the kingdom, that means that we not only have access to the king, but we have access to the keys to the kingdom. Oh, we have access to peace. We have access to hope. We have access to joy. We have access to love. And there are so many things within our grasp. But guess what? What did I say? We got to learn how to reach out. The right hand is the position of honor. It signifies strength. It is the position of our Savior in relationship to the Father. When we reach out and touch someone... We are in a position of honor, and we have access to the inheritance. And the great thing about all of that is that it has already been established. It says, by the foundations of the world. That means before you were a thought, before you were a twinkling in your parents' eye, this was already established for you. All you have to do is do what? Oh, somebody's been paying attention. This has been prepared for us. We have an all-access pass. Listen, I recently went on a work trip. I told you I love examples. So I recently went on a work trip. And in order to gain access to the building that we were visiting, we had to reach out to someone. But when we reached out to someone, we in turn got the badge that gave us access to the building. And guess what? When we got to the front desk, our badges were already waiting. What am I trying to say? When you reach out, the thing that, that you need is already there. They're waiting for you. All I'm saying, ladies and gentlemen, is that you have an all-access pass to the Father in heaven. He's waiting for you. That's waiting for you when you walk the path of righteousness. When you reach out, when you look beyond yourself and you consider the needs of others. So you got to reach out and touch somebody today. So when we reach out and touch somebody, not only does, does it places us in a position of honor, but it also... Our gifts bless others. So in the previous verse, I talked about how the righteous were blessed. Well, guess what? Blessed people bless people. Blessed people bless people. So it's not just about our physical gifts, because we can give out the money, we can give out the food, we can give out the clothes, but it's about our spiritual gifts. Sometimes we got to minister to somebody. Sometimes we got to pray for somebody. Sometimes it's just a smile that'll help somebody along the way. Sometimes it's just a, you got this, you go girl, you go boy, you got this. It's just an encouraging word that may help somebody. Jesus talks about being hungry, thirsty, naked, a stranger, sick, and in prison. If you think about it, these represent times in our lives where an extra hand may be needed. Have you ever been without? Have you ever desired to have more? 
Have you ever felt like you were cast out? Have you ever felt like you weren't covered? Have you ever felt like you were exposed? Have you ever felt like you weren't well? Have you ever felt like you were alone? Well, my sisters and my brothers, then you were hungry, thirsty, naked, afraid, strangers, and in prison and sick. There was a time that we were the least of these. And those are the times when we needed someone the most. So think, if those are the times that we needed someone the most and somebody could be going through those same things right now, then guess what? We who have, we who are able, we who know who Jesus Christ is, we got to what? Reach out and and touch somebody. Oh, I thank y'all for paying attention today. We got to reach out. We're blessed. And what did I say? Blessed people do what? Somebody's paying attention. I love it. We have to reach out and not just to the Christian, but to the sinner. We have to reach out not just to the righteous, but to the unrighteous. We have to reach out not to the just, but the unjust. The left and the right. The friend and the enemy. You have exactly what someone needs. Oh, I'm not talking about what's in your bank account. I'm not talking about what's in your purse. I'm not talking about what's at home. I'm talking about what's in your heart. If you have Jesus in your heart, you have exactly what somebody else needs. And finally, I just want to let you know that when you reach out to others, you reach up to God. Jesus says that the righteous will ask, well, when have we done all these things? And guess what? Listen, it's a valid question because the righteous, if you were listening to the, to the scripture, the righteous are communicating with a king. So they are asking a question. It's a valid question because they're puzzled and saying, you're the king. When have we done these things for you? Because they're communicating with the thing, with a king. So they know they have never actually done anything like this for the king. And see, the Lord says, when you have done this for who? The least of these. You have done it for me. That means people who may be low. The people that everyone else looks down on. The people that can't catch a break. The people that move two steps forward and get not three steps back. These are the least of these. And if we can be honest with ourselves, somebody, somebody in here may be in that situation right now. See, how interesting is it that the king didn't say when you do this to the royal court? The king didn't say when you do this to the people with the titles. The king didn't say when you do it to my royal subjects. He said when you go out of the royal court and you go out on the street, when you do it to the least of these, you do it to me. It's not about your position. It's not about your title. It's not about uh, where you are in your life. It's about the need. And are we meeting that need? He says, he says we have to have compassion on the ones that everybody else turns their back on. We have to show compassion. And when you show compassion for them, you show compassion for me. So in this passage, we see both horizontal and vertical relationship and how it intersects. See, the horizontal relationship that we have is with our fellow man. And the horizontal relationship that we have with our fellow man is a representation of the things that we do on earth because we know Christ Jesus. 
It's the relationship. It's a representation of the earthly relationship that we have for God. Because when we reach up, we can reach out. And when we reach out, we demonstrate that we've reached up. When we reach up, we can reach out. And when we reached out, we have demonstrated that we've reached up. Oh, all it's showing is that you have a right relationship with Jesus Christ. All it's showing is that you know who Christ is and that you know who God is and you acknowledge him as your personal savior. It's not okay for the believers of Christ to walk around ignoring the needs of others. That's not okay. That's not okay. Because when we, when we reach up, I'm going to say it again. When we reach up, we can reach out. And when we, when we have reached out, we have demonstrated that we've reached up. The word says... Watch this. How can you say you love me who you cannot see but hate your brother that you can? Oh, I didn't say it. That's what the Bible says. As followers of Jesus, we have a choice. We can respond to the, to the unsettling realities that we fear, in fear and withdrawal, or we can follow him and respond to the greatest needs of our day with hope and with love. We have, we have to know that we have the hope that somebody else needs. And we have to share it. So listen, while salvation doesn't depend on works, we know that caring for those in need is evidence of the faith that changes lives. Because it's a faith walk when you can give when you have very little yourself. It's a faith walk when you can do something even when you are tired and don't feel like it. It's a faith walk when you can go forward even when you don't like nobody in the room. Oh, Oh, y'all not going to be honest with me in here today? It's a faith walk when you can serve on the ministry with the person that you know is going to give you holy you know what. That's a faith walk. And it's because not because of the works that you've done, but it's because the God inside of you. We have to serve when no one else is looking. We have to serve even when the pictures is not being taken. We have to serve out, even if no one else has reached out. There is a hint of merit earned because God gives out of grace and not out of debt. In other words, he gives you what you don't deserve because he loves you, not because he owes you. He gives you what you really don't deserve because he loves you, not because he owes you. We have to reach out and touch someone. See, I don't know about you, but it seems that on this downside of this pandemic, people have become more anxious, they've become more angry, they become more selfish, they become more hurtful, and they are willing and ready to hurt and harm someone else. I see it when I'm in traffic, I see it on the news, I see it when I'm at work, I see it when I'm in the mall, I see it when I'm in Target. Uh, okay, I like the shop. That's not that's not that's not the point. We're going to but I see it all around. People are angry and anxious. And, but guess what? It's the God in us that has to demonstrate to them how they should be. It's not about how they act to you. It's about how you react to them. If there was ever a time that we needed the people of God to band together to help, it's now. We got to just 
not worry about, forget about denomination, forget about, uh, oh, I'm in, I'm in this side, or my church is this size, or I'm doing this, and forget about all of that. We need to band together and show them Jesus. We don't need to band together. It doesn't matter if you're Baptist, Methodist, you're AME, CME, OME, I don't care what you are, but what you need to know is that we all serve G-O-D. So we need to get together and help somebody. This world does not only need clothing, it does not only need food, it does not only need money, it does not only need shelter. The world needs to see and feel the love of Jesus Christ. And how do they see and feel the love of Jesus Christ? By his representatives. Is there anybody in here that's a representative of Jesus Christ willing to show somebody some love on today? Willing to show somebody that you, I see you, sis, and I got your back. I see you, bruh, and I got your back. I see you, mom. I see you, dad, and I got your back. We are the representatives of Jesus Christ. We have to go to places we've never been before. We have to go to places that we don't even want to go. We got to shake things up a little bit. We got to shake it up a little bit. We have to put God as the standard and not the option. We got to put God as the standard and not the option. And guess what? When it came to reaching out, I told you about examples. We have an example. We had an example in Jesus Christ because Jesus reached out and guess what? He healed the man of leprosy. Jesus reached out and a blind man could see again. Jesus reached out and touched the casket and then the widow's son was raised from the dead. Jesus reached out and touched Peter's mother-in-law and she was healed of her sickness. Jesus touched the ears of a deaf man and he could hear again. And in no way am I saying that we are like Jesus and that we can heal the same way that he did. But guess what? We can still reach out and touch somebody. We got to reach out and touch somebody with a smile. We got to reach out and touch somebody with a pat on the back. We got to pull out our hands and lift somebody's up when they fall. We got to dust somebody off when they've been knocked back. We got to pick them up when, they, when they're broken. We got to put them back together when they've fallen apart. We got to do these things that Jesus has already told us to do because it's in us. We got to lift somebody up. We got to straighten up their crown when we see it leaning. We got to dust them off. Because guess what? When you do it to the least of these, when you do it to the least of these, somebody said, I used to be the least of these. I used to be the least of these. The word tells us to let our light shine before men that, that they may see our good works, but glorify God in heaven. Listen, when you extend your reach, you extend the hand of God to someone else. You extend, you are an extension of Jesus Christ. Thank God for the Holy Spirit, but that lives within us. And because the Spirit lives within us, we are the extension of Jesus Christ. So our reach is important. Is there anybody in here that's ready to reach out and help somebody? Is there anybody in here that want to reach out to others? See, I thought your theme was amazing because this is the time. This is the time. This is the generation of them that seek him, that seek thy face, O Jacob. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lifted up. 
ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. So you got to know that the God that you serve is already inside of you. Listen, I encourage you today. If you didn't hear me say anything else, you heard me say reach out and touch somebody. 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 I don't care what they may be going through. Reach out and touch somebody. If it's a call, reach out. Guess what? If we can be honest with ourselves, we have some family members that we haven't talked to in a very long time. Reach out and touch them. We have some friends that we still mad at because they owe us $5. Reach out and touch them. We have some things we're still holding on to from 25, 35 years ago or 25, 35 minutes ago. Guess what? You need to reach out and rectify that. Because you don't know the the day nor the hour. You don't know the day nor the hour. So today, ladies and gentlemen, I encourage you to reach out and touch someone. To God be the glory for the great things he has done. To God be the glory for the great things he has done. For God is great and greatly to be praised. God is great and greatly to be praised. I don't know about you, but I know that this pandemic has been hard on me. And if it had not been for the reach of other people, I'm not sure where I would be. And I thank God for the reach when somebody said, sis, are you okay? But just know that I got your back. I had, I live about 40 minutes from most of my friends and I had people just popping up, just trying to make sure, are you okay? You don't know how much a touch will help somebody. And I'm not joking when I say, you know, you have family members that you need to reach out and touch. You have family members. And I'm talking to myself that you need to reach out and touch today. You have friends that you're still mad at that you need to reach out and touch today. Your brothers and sisters, you need to say sorry to somebody today. My brothers and my sisters, you got to reach out and touch someone. The doors of the church are open. And we invite you to join us, whether you're in person or online. Thank you. In person or online. So we invite you today. And if you don't know who this Jesus Christ that we're so excited about is, I invite you to join this great church. To First, before I even get to joining the church, give your life to Jesus Christ. You can shake hands with the pastor. He's a nice guy. That's my cousin. You can shake hands with the first lady. She's dynamite too. And you can reach out to the elders of the church, but I pray, I pray and I beg you to give your heart to God. Give your heart to God. I'm asking you today, if you don't know who Jesus Christ is beyond the pardon of your sins, I pray that, that you will yield to. I'm not asking you to do nothing crazy. I'm not asking you to do anything funny. I'm just asking you to give your heart to Jesus Christ. And then the second call goes out. If you need some place to fellowship, I know the, I know the leaders of this church. They're pretty great people. <laughs> I invite you to be a part of this church. And if you, maybe you've backslidden on God and you think you strayed too far away 
to be close to God. But the word says that Jesus said himself that no man can pluck you out of my hand. No, no one that the Father has given me can be plucked out of my hand. So even if you have strayed, you are still never far away from God. Because he is everywhere that we are. Somebody give God a hand clap of praise. The first call goes out to those who that need to be saved. The second call goes out for church membership. And the third call goes out for those who have backslidden on God. There's still room at the cross for you. There's still room at the cross for you. Come on and give God some praise. Come on and give God some praise. Give God praise like you love him. Oh, don't give them praise because I told you to. Give them praise because you love them. Come on and shout unto God with the voice of triumph. You made it over. Somebody shout, I made it over. I made it over. over. I'm triumphant. I'm triumphant. Give God some praise. Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about our church and ministries, please visit us at www.metroumcindianhead.com. Until next time, peace and blessings.